That's why I need a one dance. Got a Hennessy in my hand. I'm something, something I know. Higher power's taking a hold of Simon. Welcome to the Up for Discussion podcast, the only show on the internet where we talk about the things we talk about in the order that we talk about them. I'm Simon Peltier. I am Tom Zalatna. And today we don't have Tim. Instead, we have an even better guest. We have Laurent Pitre. Yay! 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 Welcome, Laurent. Thank you. How you doing? Good, you? I'm doing good, thanks. Good. good, thanks. So, Laurent, what what do you do? Who are you? What do you do? Why are you here? Why are you? <sighs> Deep question. <laughs> uh, I, I guess I'm an actor, a playwright, a director, a teacher, a human being, and uh, a pizza lover. Nice. In that order? or uh, <laughs> Best for last. All right. Nice. I think uh, I, you're in good company when it comes to... To pizza loving, loving yeah. pizza. Oh yeah, yeah. You can't see my desktop background right now, but it is a very nice photograph of a pizza. <laughs> it is a very beautiful <laughs> picture of a pizza. I love it. Yeah, I'm among friends. Yeah, you are. No one will judge you here. <laughs> yeah. Your, what would it be called if you had a philia for pizza? Pizza fi- pizza philia. Pizza philia. Pizza philia. I, I think yeah. so. You got to be really careful with that. <laughs> <laughs> pizza philia. Yeah. 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 yeah, it's close. So, Laurent, you're, you've got a play coming up. Yes. Tell us about it. It's called A Perfect Picture. It's at uh, the Centaur Theater, January 7th to the 15th. It's part of the Wild Side Festival, which is from January 5th to the 15th. Um, the Centaur Theater is at, uh, in the Old Port. And uh, this show, A Perfect Picture, is about a war photographer named Kevin Carter who in 1993 took a picture of a vulture and a starving Sudanese child and won the Pulitzer Prize for this iconic photo. And um, the play kind of presents his life and him reliving these events and coming to terms, in a sense. Sweet. Yeah. yeah. I, I saw it this summer during the Fringe Festival, and yeah. it is really good. I, it was one of, I saw a lot of Fringe shows, and it was easily one of my favorite ones. Thank Sweet. you, Simon. So if yeah. you're in or near or around Montreal, you should totes come to the Centaur. <laughs> yeah. Can you say those dates again? It's the 7th till... The 15th Sweet. of January. Yeah. yeah. Cool. I, yeah. I always I always never... I, I always never know if I should say Centaur or Centaur. Hmm. Centaur. Centaur? Yeah. I, 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 I default to Centaur. I think I default to centaur as well. Yeah. But centaur is probably the correct terminology. <laughs> I don't know. I think centaur I think, is right. Well, how, how, how does the director of the theater pronounce it? I think he says centaur. I think like actually centaur is probably the yeah. right way. Because centaur. like minotaur, right? You never say minotaur. I say minotaur. Then, well, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I think like centaur sounds like the right one. I just... Yeah. It's also slightly more work to say. Yeah, than centaur. Centaur. yeah you have to really be thinking about it intellectually. I yeah. actually, it was funny when, <laughs> when you guys were on the way here, I texted Simon and I was like, hey, I need you to introduce Laurent tonight because I can't pronounce his last name. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I made sure to pronounce it extra French, Laurent Pitre. Very good. I, I tried yesterday, you know, Alex Smith. Yes. Uh, I was walking with him and he was like, who do you have on the podcast this week? I was like, oh, Laurent Pitre. He's like, Peach. <laughs> I can't. There's something about that French R yeah. with the T that I can't do. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, Simon needs to do this. <laughs> yeah. And it sounds weird to say Laura Peter. Yeah. Because it it's not Peter. It doesn't have the same it's no. Peter. Exactly. Peter. Lawrence exactly. Peter. 
Lawrence, Lawrence Peter. Peters. That's that is my uh, <laughs> fake <laughs> fake writer name. Fake writer Lawrence Peter. Name. Yeah, yeah. If I ever write something that I'm uh, not sure about or something, I I, I considered doing that for a little bit. Like a pen name. Uh, yeah, but like more seriously, a, a stage name. Oh, screen name? Yeah. What would your stage name be? So I really wanted Simon Carraway. Oh. After uh, Nick Carraway from oh. The Great Gatsby, but like three separate people that I told this to went like Carraway seeds. <laughs> oh. And, and that's when I thought, okay, yeah. well, that's never going to leave me. So. Yeah. yeah. And then a lot of other people said like, no, 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 you should totally keep your name. Because like even, because I, I knew that like Anglophones, especially from outside of, of Quebec, mm-hmm. would have, would just butcher my name. Mm, yeah right like i get a lot of pelletier pelletier and yeah. that i i hate that and yeah, so i terrible. i did i wanted to give that up and or you know not risk it and just pick something else right but a lot of people said that it's uh it, it's it feels exotic to have a french name mm. right like especially americans are like ooh, french name yeah right and like, like the americans yeah. once they hear it properly once yeah the worst that'll happen is that they'll start calling you pelt yay Pelty, which Pelt like, yay. which is fine. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. pelt, yay! <laughs> I love furs. Yeah. I guess, <laughs> I guess it's kind of like Shia LaBeouf, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No yeah. one actually knows how to pronounce that. No, no. probably I mean, not even yeah. Shia. <laughs> Shia LaBeouf. That's real. Yeah, he probably doesn't. Yeah, because it'd be Beth. It would be, except that he spells it weird. It's oh really? He, it, yeah, I think his name is spelled like B E O U F instead of O E U F. Yeah, that's weird. So it's it's technically pronounced like Le Beauf. Le Beauf. It's very weird. <laughs> I'm not okay with this. No, it's super weird. <laughs> I never noticed that it was spelled what? wrong. Yeah, that's it's spelled. It's just like yeah, the e's in the wrong spot. And I first of all, it should Google be Le Beauf, right? Yeah, no, and I think Le he's Labouf. What? Yeah. Yeah. The, okay, so you know that thing that everybody talks about with the Bernstein bears? Yeah. Bernstein or Bernstein? <laughs> yeah. I think, I think it's Bernstein. I think officially. this is another one of those things. <laughs> is Shia... it LaBeouf or LaBeouf? It's LaBeouf. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we've just been accepting this this whole time. Maybe it, there's an alternate re- an alternate universe where Shia LaBeouf's last name makes sense. Yeah. yeah. This is not it. No. Hopefully in that alternate universe we have a, a different president-elect. Probably. Yeah. Kanye. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to bring him into this. I did. It's okay. I, bring I Kanye regret that into now. this. Yeah, I just I prefer Kanye to be in his own little. You know, Kanye's in his bubble, up for discussions in our own bubble. We don't we don't interact unless you know Kanye is on up for discussion. Oh, we don't hashtag Kanye, Kanye up for D twenty twenty. Oh, Simon, it's twenty seventeen again. <laughs> what? Do you guys remember that Zac Efron movie twenty seventeen again? Uh yeah, <laughs> that's a movie with with Matt Matt Perry Matt Perry and Matt Perry. And Zach Zach Efron twenty seventeen oh no, seventeen again <laughs> oh I love that movie yeah that's great you know when I was trying to come up with a song to sing at the beginning of this podcast tonight because Tim's not here to do that yeah my first thought was what was the first song on the, se- the seventeen again soundtrack <laughs> <laughs> and I looked it up and it was um it was bust a move oh. Uh, and Which is very tough. By Young MC. Uh. This here's a tale for all the fellas trying to do what those ladies tell us. You know that one? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I was like, I couldn't come up with chords for that. So no. I didn't. And then I was like, what was the most popular song of 2016? That yeah. Drake song. But how, I don't how did you look it up? Did you go like on, where, where did you go to look it up? Uh, I searched for chords on Google. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. I guess like Spotify could have. Probably has like a well, like what's the most played song? Oh yeah, I, Maybe I just YouTube Googled, as well. Yeah, I googled 
top song of 2016. Yeah. And I found a, an article on some website that said, here's the official list of the top songs. <laughs> yeah. What else year. was included in it? Um, closer. Oh yeah. Uh, I like that. Baby, take me closer and the whatever you're. Okay. Yeah. That one yeah. from the chain smokers. Uh, yeah. uh, there's also, um, it's not the best chain smokers song, but it is a good one. It's not bad. Yeah. Yeah. What was it? What else was on there? Seven years. Once uh, I was seven years old. Oh, that yeah. yeah. Which I, that's a terrible that song. Does yeah, not, I don't like that song. That guy looks like a baby. <laughs> that does not. What, who, is, who is this? Maybe Lucas he's Graham? still seven years old. You ever taken a look at that guy? He looks no, like a I've, little I've baby. never even heard of this song. He's an adult sized baby. Wow. You should, you should look him up, actually. He's a, he's All right, a I'm gonna do that now. What's small his name? looking man. Lucas, Lucas Graham. Graham. Lucas Graham. <laughs> uh, what else was on that list? I think there was like a Kesha song on there. Kesha? Mm-hmm. Kesha came out with something? I don't know. Not Kesha. Um,. Who is the pop girl this year? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Rihanna? No. Because um, Rihanna came out with work. Megan Trainer is who I was thinking of. Megan oh, Trainer yeah, came out with something new. else? I think so. She was doing stuff Weird. this year. Yeah. 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 Lucas. I think I, I listened for the first time this week to uh, Sia's album from this year. Oh, is it uh, good? This is acting? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great album. Oh, Real yeah. good. Yeah. It's like all songs that she wrote with or for other people. Who oh, just cool. like didn't end up recording them, and she was like, "Well, fine, <laughs> I'll do it myself." Yeah, Lucas Graham looks like a baby. He also looks like if Matt Mayer and Josh Groban had a baby. What? <laughs> <laughs> Who's Matt Mayer? Matt Mayer. He's uh, he's dated every single female pop star. Is that John Mayer? That yeah. What did Mayer? I say? Did I say Matt Mayer? You said Matt. Yeah, I said definitely Matt met Mayer. John Mayer. John Mayer and Josh Groban. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I can see it. Yeah. There's a little bit of that. Sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I see it. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Anyway. No, I've I don't know this song. Seven years. That you're not missing much. Is it? Is it song. the one about the the guy who gets kidnapped and then sent down south to become a slave? <laughs> no, you're thinking of uh, seven years again. Oh, right. Starring Sorry. Zac Efron and <laughs> <laughs> who, who's in that movie? Uh, Chiwetel Ejiofor. Yeah, Adewale. What a good actor that guy. Great actor, oh, man. That's huh. a great movie. Yeah. Did you see Doctor Strange? Yes. <sighs> good movie too. He's very good. Yeah. There's this Benedict. fantastic scene where like Doctor Strange and Chiwetel Ejiofor's uh, mm-hmm. character yell at each other. They have this huge fight, and it's just like. It's it's one of the most I don't know it's where their like classical training comes out yeah is becomes very apparent because they're surrounded by all these like I don't know just less classically trained like you know there's a uh, Mads Mikkelsen and uh, Rachel McAdams who are just a bit more I guess down to earth in mm-hmm. their in their acting mm-hmm. and uh, it's just a very interesting difference of style mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Is know. it a verbal fight or a yeah, physical fight? I, I think it's maybe a bit physical here and there, but it's mostly they mostly yell at each other. Cool. Nice. Yeah. That's fun. But it, it is it is very good to see like sort of just how they place their body and they're like they have a distinct <laughs> yelling voice. And it's yeah. Interesting. I should yeah. check this out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think one of my goals for twenty seventeen is to watch any number of movies. Yeah. Because I didn't watch any movies in twenty sixteen. I really yeah. didn't. Yeah, there was mm-hmm. I a couple of days ago I took a BuzzFeed quiz. It was like which of these 2016 movies did mm-hmm. you see? And it was like two wow. out of a list of 28. <laughs> right. Wow. Yeah, I I normally watch a lot of movies, but this year I just didn't. Huh. Yeah. Watch as many as I th- I mean, I I watched a lot of TV right mm-hmm. on Netflix and elsewhere. Oh, but yeah, I'm 12 seasons deep into Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> <laughs> you you should 
not be. You should you well, need to. Yeah, I'm I'm taking a break for a bit because I realized good. it's also the last season that's on Netflix right now. So I need to like pace yeah. it out a bit. <laughs> so I started watching actually Troll Hunters, which is a cartoon by yeah, like, I saw that on DreamWorks wow. uh, with Anton Yelchin. It was the last thing he did oh, before wow. he passed away. And uh, Kelsey Grammer voices one of the trolls. What? And I, <laughs> and I was like, all right, cool. I'm in. Is it? Uh, what? <laughs> yeah, it's decent. Oh, yeah. Huh. Yeah. Huh. It's, Weird. Uh, it's I, a kid's show, but it's decent. I just started watching uh, The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Oh, it's so good. It's That's really good. Yeah. It's really, really, really good. I also watched uh, The OA. Yeah. Is that what that is? Because I, I can't read the title of it. Yeah. It's the OA. Yeah. Nowhere on Netflix does it Did you actually watch the whole thing? I watched the whole thing. Me too. Yeah. What are your thoughts? It was really good. At the beginning, right? In a lot of ways. It had some pretty big failures. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think those failures really took away from the all-in-all vision of it. Really? I think thematically, and yeah. it, it like it was a really, really good attempt at something, and I think it did pretty well at it. Yeah, there were like like I found that the the I don't know I I read a couple interesting analyses and reviews of it. One of mm-hmm. them said that like uh, the side characters were way underused, and I think mm-hmm. I felt that without ha- having put it in those words, but definitely like. Just the the main character is the one who does everything. Yeah, you know, it's like it's about her, and she's the original this, and then she figures this out, and she's the first one to do this, and she, you know, mm-hmm. it's just a lot of her. And there's other really good actors playing alongside her, um, and very interesting characters, but they just mm-hmm. don't do a whole lot, right? Mm-hmm. And that's a bit disappointing. Yeah, that's fair. but I I'm. Definitely very interested to see if if they do a season two, how they will unfold. The the yeah. season finale was so weird. Well, yeah, that's it. You have it no idea. Is it weird. over? Is it not over? It yeah, probably, yeah. You know. so, like it, it felt like they wanted to put twist after twist after twist that didn't really make sense. Yeah, but I think they'll I think they'll make it make sense. Hopefully, yeah. it it felt like lost in a way because like it starts off well and then like. I don't Peter's think the writers it. knew where they were going. There were a lot of threads that weren't like between episodes. Yeah. You were like, yeah, wait, true. what? That mm-hmm. happened? Totally. Did I miss an episode? Mm-hmm. And you were like, no, I didn't mess, miss yeah. an episode. Yeah. Strange. That sounds like a show that's not that well written. <laughs> <laughs> I, there's, yeah. I mean, they're, they're like minor threads that are yeah. that are lost. So they're not like major, major things. No. But it's like all in all, it's pretty good. Yeah. That's fair. I'd say, yeah. 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 Well, it's cool that we're already talking about like movies and TV shows and stuff because mm-hmm, our yeah. Patreon question this Ooh. week is actually about that stuff. Oh, cool. Uh, Patreon, for those who don't know, is a uh, crowdfunding platform that allows creators to work directly with their audiences to produce the best possible content at the lowest cost to themselves. I like that you still do hand motions. Well, despite the fact it. that there's nobody around to see, I mean, we like, we, we, we see I like it. the hand motions. <laughs> <laughs> I will needs my hand describe gestures. them as they come. Uh, and so you, Tom is taking off his shirt. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. Uh, you can go to patreoncom slash up for discussion and pledge as little as a dollar, and uh, we'll give you a shout out on the show, like Nathan, Patrick, uh, Gabriel, Clay, and Kenny. Uh, and if you give us $5 or more, you get to tell us what to talk about, Whoa. which is great. Uh, and Patrick, it's your turn, buddy. Uh, wanted to know, uh, if we could force someone to watch one actor's movies exclusively forever, <laughs> who would we choose? And Nicolas why? Cage. And why? Mm. Uh, just cause he's got such a gamut. 
mm-hmm. right? Like he's got some really some good real movies good and, and some, some awful, real bad ones. like there's some like good, terrible and some just terrible. Right. Yeah. Right. I agree. And I feel like it'd be a, I don't know. And he's got a lot. So there'd yeah. be like some mm-hmm. variety. It's true. You could have like a, if you've got a broad enough body of work, yeah. like you won't go crazy. As Even fast. just a broad body period. He's got know? a big body. He's a yeah. big boy. Yeah. You ever look at that big boy? He's a large man. I, I bet like, he's, I he feels tall. I don't know how tall he is, but he he seems like he'd be tall. I don't know. I bet he's like 6'2". Really? I, I'd guess 6'2". Nicolas six two. Cage is 6'2"? That's never my guess. I, I would that. guess. I would guess. How about you, Laura? I, what, what would you think? 5'8". Doesn't seem like a tall guy. No? No. 5'8 is pretty short for a guy. Mm, he doesn't seem tall. <laughs> no? Maybe it's the camera that adds the inches. That's true. You know, Kind of like Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. He's always filmed from just a little low. Ooh, yeah. He's exactly six feet. Oh, oh wow. that's that's average. That's, that's it. average. That's why that's like six feet for a man is officially tall, but is the shortest. tall. Yeah, that's yes. true. It is the cutoff. That is point. true. <laughs> As a man who is six feet tall, I want to point out <laughs> you're officially tall. <laughs> wow. Good yeah, talk. I was I was gonna apologize for being a bit sniffly, but I think that you. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I'm just dying right now. Yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're all all you're smoking. Mm-hmm. I've been smoking that that uh, tobacco. Tobacco. I was trying to <laughs> tobacco. Yeah. I've been smoking tobacco. <laughs> <laughs> what what one actors would you uh, movies would you do? What one actors, actors would you? Well, is it a gift or is it a curse? Like, are we trying it's to your punish call. this person? It's your call. Because you, you could say like all of the Leonardo DiCaprio movies. Yeah, or, that's a curse. Uh, yeah, that's it. it. There are a few flaws. There are a few ones where you're like, come on, Leo. Like, you're doing great, but the movie itself Wh- is like he's which trapped. He's trapped in a bad movie sometimes. Oh, which oh. movie? <laughs> like, I don't know. It depends on the mood you're in because some of them are so dense. You know that his movies. Like you, like yeah. you watch like the Aviator, which I think is great, but only because I played a in a play about Howard Hughes. Right. But it's a three-hour movie, and it's very, very dense, dense, dense. Yeah, and I you're bet. Like, <clears throat> unless you're that doing one, a, a there's play that one where about he played him. a president. Really? I, uh, Leo played a president. T- Titanic. God. Yeah, that's Titanic. Yeah, that's what it, uh, that's what it was. <laughs> no, I can't. I think he played a. Yeah. I'm gonna look this up. He played a president. Yeah. Is that the Wolf of Wall Street? Uh, <laughs> Why did I say it like that? <laughs> the Wolf of Wall Street? Um, hmm. You know, sequel to The Man of, Mo- of Wall Street. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think, yeah, that would be kind of nice to like be watching Leonardo DiCaprio all the time. It wouldn't be too bad. That wouldn't I, be too bad. I think it'd be really interesting be cool. to to start with like his earliest and then go all the way to his most recent. Yeah. Hmm. To just to see like his evolution. Yeah. Hmm. Can we talk about The Revenant? The Revenant. What are your thoughts on The Revenant? I, I haven't seen The Revenant. You haven't seen it? I haven't seen The Revenant. J. Edgar. That's the movie where he plays J. Edgar Hoover. Oh, I didn't see that. But that, see that? That too. Dense. Yeah? Dense, and I didn't like it. And he was yeah. like wearing so much makeup, right? He was uh, like, that was the one where they make, made him up. It looks like it, yeah. In The Revenant? No, 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 J. no. He, he did get makeup in that one too. I think he, I think he also much. gained some weight for it, Yeah, right? he gained some weight. Yeah. Also... Did you guys see Johnny Depp when he played like this like weird um, uh, mobster Donald, guy? Oh, I thought you meant the Donald Trump in, thing. In uh, American Donald Gangster? Trump. Oh, he, yeah, he's funny. In American Gangster, yeah. I haven't I seen American that. Gangster. Yeah, that, was, that was pretty good. Yeah. That was pretty good, yeah. Yeah. So you want to talk about The Revenant? 
Yeah. It I, <laughs> I it was too long. It was, it was the, you too see, long. it's a great it's it's a good movie. Yeah. But it's so long that you're like even in theaters, it's mm. like you're like, wow, this is long. Yeah. after uh after Leo won his Oscar for um for the Revenant, I read this really, really interesting article uh talking about how um he not, not necessarily how he shouldn't have won the Oscar, but how yes, I, I think I read it. The the fact that he won his Oscar for that movie, yes, uh, <clears throat> sort of reinforces this trend. Yes, I read in, the same uh, article. Yeah, yeah, totally. In in acting, especially especially in the Academy Awards, where like yeah. acting becomes an endurance sport, right. where yes. it's not necessarily about how good you are at your role, mm-hmm. but it's about everything you go through for the role. Yeah. Right? And and I f- I found that was really really interesting because he's good, he's yeah. had so many really good roles that he's been nominated for and just yeah. hasn't gotten them because uh, somebody else went through something yeah rough or they or were in a better story yeah you know an actual good movie <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that's it it's, yeah it's weird yeah hmm. it proves that publicity in the end is what really yeah. wins those Oscars yeah in the end yeah. And in I the think end. in the end, it's the end. all a fraud. Yeah, and I feel like Leo probably doesn't like Leo doesn't need an Oscar to know that he's he's no. good. Like he's I don't know he's really one person that I admire a lot in his mm-hmm. craft. He's pretty special. Yeah, yeah he is. Special he doesn't boy. like he's not in the spotlight much. Well, he's kind of using now his spotlight to to bring light to the environment, which yeah. is really good. That's yeah. a really good thing. Yeah, but he like he doesn't really go on talk shows. Like I no. I once looked up on on youtube to see like which talk shows he had done and i think the last one he did was like he was on ellen for inception oh wow and that was a bad movie what i'm just putting that out there (laughs) i i inception remains one of my favorite movies really yeah i didn't like it at all really i didn't get it i tried (laughs) (laughs) i I think we should have an up up for discussion event where we watch it and we record a podcast where it's commentary commentary the entire because i'm sure that tim's gonna make some sort of you know pedantic comments about it and you'll be confused and make jokes and then I I'll just, just be really enjoying it. I didn't like it. I watched I watched like an hour of it and then I fell asleep because nothing was happening and then I woke up and they were on Hoth and then I fell asleep again. They were on that Hoth. would be why you didn't get it. <laughs> oh, yes. It's, that would be why. <laughs> like I wasn't tired. Like there's a difference between I fell asleep watching Pan's Labyrinth when I was like twelve because right. I was tired. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't fall asleep watching Inception because I was tired. I fell asleep because it was bad. Okay. I want to get you guys to watch Kelsey Grammer exclusively. <laughs> <laughs> That's my answer to Patrick's question. Kelsey. Okay, so would that include... Uh, so does that question include the TV shows that different actors have been in? Oh. So like in the case of Leo, would that include... Uh, what was it like... Uh, Growing Pains? Degrassi. I think you mean Degrassi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was on, he was on Degrassi. Degrassi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that time Leonardo DiCaprio got shot and had to sit in a wheelchair for the rest of the series? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Degrassi's the show where Great. that physicist talks about space, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Leonardo DiGrassi. Tyson. Tyson. <laughs> and they're in a park full of dinosaurs. Right? Yeah. Like Jurassic Park. Oh. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> Too like, I'm following this. I'm following this way. <laughs> I took it for like a real That's big great. left turn. But then I found it you just, guys. It definitely took me a minute. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, what? 
Oh, that was good. Oh, now I just uh, want to see Drake in Jurassic World too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. Oh, wow. it's so weird to look at pictures of of young, uh, Drake. young Drake. Yeah. yeah, whatever his real Audrey Aubrey Graham. Aubrey Graham. Aubrey Hepburn. Mm, Aubrey. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think does he does he like avoid talking about Degrassi? I don't know. I feel like I feel like he tried really really hard to redo his image. I mean, yeah. he like sometimes mentions Degrassi in his raps. Oh, he does. Oh, yeah. yeah, at least once in a while he'll in, be like, and started from the bottom Jimmy. where he was like, I started from the bottom, except that I already had a couple million in the bank because of Degrassi. But otherwise, I started from the bottom. I mean, he started from the bottom before Degrassi. Right. 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 People who criticize that song don't realize that like he's talking about point, before. He, was he wasn't there. at the bottom. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, at the bottom of one of the most prosperous countries in the world. Sure, but still the bottom ish. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like you know, let's say I'm a really rich man. Yeah, I still poop. You know, the rich still poop. That's true. They have feelings. They get depressed and write songs. It's true. Yeah. Do you want to sing us a song? Oh, me? Yeah. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not depressed. <laughs> I thought you were about to like open something do up you, to do us. Do you have to be depressed to sing a song? No, that's that's true. You don't have to. I do. Yeah. Oh. I can only sing when I'm depressed. Oh. That's unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think TV shows should count in that. Okay. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. Because then you get like 20 years of, of Fraser Crane, which is all you really need. Yeah. Oh wow. I guess that's it was a storied career. Yeah, that's a lot of. Wow, that is a lot. I would put in the addendum that like you can't watch episodes of Cheers that he's not in. <laughs> oh, okay, that's <laughs> like, fair. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, like it's not. You, you can't have the full storyline. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's got to right. be just from when Kelsey Grammer shows up for the first time, and then <laughs> yeah. only the episodes he's in. So like any season where he's just a recurring character, you're gonna yeah. get a really like skewed perspective of like what Cheers was about. <laughs> Like you only watch the scenes that he's in. Yeah, watch the <laughs> not, episodes not even the whole episode, just, just the scenes. Kelsey <laughs> Grammer actually has to be on screen or at least talking. Oh, I see. Is that the same thing with the scene. movies too? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so then you would just <laughs> see like crazy. a couple scenes from X three or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man. Okay, now that he sounds Beast, like torture. Right? Any, any of the actors just seeing just their scenes that would be really tough. That would be awful. That'd, that'd be hilarious. Be, I get. Yeah, that'd be funny. What's one movie that would that could work with? Like, what's one movie where one actor is in every scene? Oh, there's got to be at least one. There's there, there's be. a buried the the movie with um, oh, the Canadian true. Ryan Reynolds. Um, Ryan Reynolds, yeah, yeah. That's I great, really like pretty him. good movie. He's, yeah. yeah, is yeah, it? He's great is movie. it entirely from his perspective inside the coffin? Yes, yeah, it's really what? cool. It's really yeah. Really so cool. it's a guy who gets buried alive, and oh. the movie is entirely from his perspective. It's really really cool. That's exciting. I, you know what? I'd be down to watch. And it's it. all in like one location. It's like I would be down to watch. To watch really uh, cool. all of Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Uh, you never get any shots like above the coffin, like from outside where it's like, look at the sun. I don't think so. I think wow. it starts where he wakes up in yeah. it and then it ends when he gets rescued. Wow. Yeah. Or maybe doesn't. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe when he dies, maybe the last shot is just his eyes closing and his last breath. I like to think of death as a rescue from the mm. world. That's sad. No, that's actually kind of That's nice. kind of hopeful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> Yeah, that's kind of nice. Yeah. Yeah. You know, The Great Escape. That's a good movie. Woo-hoo. Yee-hoo. That's a song. 
Yeah. What? What's the fun one? <laughs> the sweetest oh, game. Oh, yeah, sweetest <laughs> It's like, what's happening? Here? Dropping all the pop culture <laughs> references right there. Simon's depressed right now, so he has to sing Gwen Stefani. I'm so depressed. Oh. Real talk, I'm really tired. Yeah, I'm pretty depressed. I'm really, really tired. Oh. And <laughs> no, yeah, I am I am the tired. Yeah? Do you have a big, big boy day? I have, I've had a lot of big boy days. Mm. Yeah. Tell a us lot about of, your biggest boy day. A lot of, a lot of Spartax days making making coffee uh-huh. i you know making making drinks at starbucks is about 40 percent of what you do huh what's the other 60 uh there's a lot of you I mean, you may take some time at cash maybe prepping food but then there's a lot of cleaning mm. you oh, clean yeah. a lot Bathrooms? that's good to hear everything oh. and you're always like if like yeah. really if you have any free time you clean yeah mm. yeah i did some cleaning this weekend good in the house Mm. Good. If you go into my bathroom, you'll see that the sink is sparkling white. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. And our toilet is clean too, and our bathtub is no longer clogged. <laughs> That's yes. nice. Yeah. It was a yeah. good weekend. That's good. I realized that if I, because I do improv most Saturdays, but there's always like a one or two week break between like classes, mm-hmm. if I just like always clean on days where I don't have improv, then I'll clean at least once every two months. <laughs> And that's like eh. better than nothing. That is better, better than, than not. Than yeah. yeah, definitely. <clears throat> yeah, I've for like the past week, maybe even more, I've been meaning to to wash my floors in my apartment, mm. but I've just not had the time. I've just always been working. And then when I get home, I'm super tired. And then the days when I'm not working, I do all the other things I've been putting off. But finally tomorrow, I'm going to wash those floors nice. because, you know, the outside is slushy, yeah. and snowy, and you trail a lot of dirt water and salt and stuff yeah so i'm gonna do do like a major floor cleaning in the spring once all the snow is done yeah it kind of feels like a waste to do it now but i so i'm gonna wash all my floors and then get a big mat ah nice Mm. yeah the ones with like the the rubber thing under yes you have Mm. to invest yeah Mm. Yeah. proper floor care is a well it's a real staple of the canadian yes it is yeah yes it is system you gotta you gotta take care of those floors yeah taking care of floors yeah. when was the last time that you cleaned laura um i don't know i don't remember um <laughs> well at least the last time you while. cleaned yourself um today that's good i've showered yeah Sweet. good that was pretty good and before that nice uh before that it had been a while since i'd showered Ooh. so like a month yeah yeah. yeah, I've been trying. I really. Uh, <laughs> you're preparing to win an Oscar. Preparing to win an, exactly. You only shower once a yeah. year if you're gonna. Win I see. An Oscar. I see you're growing out your beard too. Yes, I am growing out a, a your, little bit of a your your three whiskers. Exactly. They're gonna yeah. be really long whiskers yeah. though. Yeah, it's like a it's it's like a Fu Manchu except there's one hair in every spot. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> You've got one right mustache, one, one left, left mustache, mustache, and one single soul patch thing from the chin. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like rocking that look. I think yeah. it really conveys the South African in Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> that is a yeah. very popular South African style. Yep. Little known fact, the Fu Manchu is South African. Yeah. Are you South African? No, but the character is. Ah, the war photographer yeah. in, in, right, in right. the play. Sweet. From South yeah. Africa. And you wrote that play too. Yes, I did. I yeah. wrote it. I performed it at the Fringe. And now it's at the Wild Side with a completely new text, really. I, I took the time over the summer to really rewrite. And uh, it's a 
much sharper play. It's a lot more engaging and uh, really quite fun to play, actually, in a way. Because there's nine characters. Um, the storyline happens under 60 minutes. And and it's just you. And it's just me, yeah. Really? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, with some great set design, costume, and sound design, too, right. that kind of creates this Yeah, atmosphere. do you still have the voiceovers? No, actually, no? all voiceovers have been cut. So oh. I play all these different characters oh, wow. in the play. There was this um, aspect to the Fringe production where we... Um, where there were um, Kevin's basically reliving his life. And so he would um, enter these memories and he would be interacting with these voices that were uh, voiceovers that were done with other actors in, here in Montreal. And um, the thing was, it didn't really convey what we wanted. Right. So um, so we decided to... Because to, also the thing is with theater... What works well is what's live. Mm. What doesn't work well is like something that feels manufactured. So when when I was interacting with these voiceovers, sometimes they weren't really with me at the, the right moment or there'd be technical glitches and like then it would take the audiences out and yeah. they're like, I'd rather focus on what's happening right now in the moment with this performer. Mm -hmm. And so by changing it so that um, it's really more about one sort of focus point um the show uh in a sense gains a new dimension and it keeps us in the moment it keeps us in engaged as an audience and not like thinking about oh this is technically weird you know and more like oh he's talking to me right Wait, he's talking to me <laughs> interesting yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I find you're right that that is always the thing that I notice first when right. I'm in a like when I come out of a, a show. Mm -hmm. If there were technical issues of any kind, I notice them. Yeah, and yeah. it's the first right thing away. that like it stays with me. You know? <laughs> oh yeah, and like the show can be incredible, like the acting can be perfect, everything can be wonderful. But if there's like one moment where like a light turns on like a little late, I uh, think about yeah. it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so exactly. Yeah, it it's interesting. I've never thought of like kind of intentionally like scrapping stuff that could go wrong mm -hmm. so that and just working around that and being like okay well if this might not work timing wise we need to ditch this idea exactly. and do something different That's i had cool. to like uh kind of kill my darlings in a sense i right. had to like cut some really juicy lines that i was in love with mm -hmm. and like move a lot of things around what's you your know? favorite line that you cut oh god just just uh, say the line i think it was without the context okay just the line okay um um yeah. Um, you always worked from the inside out, but now, uh, no, no, wait. You always worked from the outside in, but now I'm inside out. I'm fucked up. Nice. That's a good one. Yeah. 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 I, I remember being uh, going to one or two of your readings for, uh, for, for the play and, one stage direction that came back all the time was Kevin is alone on stage. Yes. I, I, I thought that, that that became kind of funny to just yeah. like read it. Just Kevin is over alone on over. stage. Yeah. That yeah. could be the name of the sequel. Kevin is alone on stage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That would be funny. Yeah. Do you still have all of that? Kevin is alone on no, stage. No, I cut those out. Cause I mean, for me, I really wanted to convey the fact that, because also it's interesting when you read a play, um, whether it's out loud and or whether you read it as like a book, you know. And so when I was writing it, I think those stage directions were to remind me as the writer that, you know, this is a play meant to be performed by one actor. 
it's not. It, it really doesn't work if you have other actors because the whole uh, point that I want to convey is the fact that Kevin Carter, at this last moment of his life before he commits suicide, he's very much alone. <laughs> and uh, conveying that was very important from the fringe and from the first readings. I I couldn't imagine having him be like depressed about being alone and having another human being walk up on stage and show him that he's not alone. Right. Like, that's, you know, it's just so totally the opposite of what I want to convey. <clears throat> so how, how did you mm-hmm. hear about uh, him and his story and what made you, um, mm-hmm. yeah, choose to tell his story above and I don't know anybody else's. Yeah. Um, it's a great question. Um, I found a. I found first of all, I found this picture um, that he won uh, the Pulitzer for, which was a haunting picture of a, of a child just starving, hungry in in this desert in Sudan, and there's this vulture stalking the child, and and the child looks like it's dead or dying, and the vulture is just patiently waiting, like in the background, and it's like terrifying, haunting, but yet there's something beautiful about it it's like almost it feels staged in a sense some way because it's too good it's almost perfect right and then um and then that intrigued me so i needed to know more and i found a picture of kevin i kept kevin who was just smiling at the camera it was actually a picture that his best friend took and it was just like i connected really well with Um, the look in his eyes I just felt like there was something that he wasn't saying and that he had a story to tell and that it was painful to hold inside and so when I found out that later on that that he commits suicide and that he'd lived through such a hard life and yet you know we know the picture but we barely know the photographer I had to like you know dig deeper I wanted to dig deeper and tell his story and um, you know I contacted the remaining members of his um, sort of photography club the bang bang club and said hey i would really love to tell this story but i would love to seek your approval and your permission to to go forward with this and they said yeah sure go ahead and i was like oh my god yes and then i started <laughs> writing and writing and after three years of writing now i have a uh, show that i'll be doing at the centaur that's yeah. amazing really cool have you invited them to come see the show not yet because i want to go the plan is to go to south africa with it that's wow. the real big like a uh, long-term project yeah. for it, but I'd love to bring it to South Africa, especially because ne- right now there's like South Africa is kind of going through a sort of, um, I think like kind of a recession in a sense. Okay. Because like after Nelson Mandela, everyone's like, Oh, everything's going to be great again. Yeah. But that doesn't work. You know, like mm. it, the change doesn't happen overnight. It takes yeah. many years and takes a lot of storytellers and, and people who are willing to make a difference, you know, yeah. So, and it takes time. You got to be patient. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 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 Hmm. It's really cool that they got back to you, though. Yeah, it was. It was <coughs> yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah. So the the so his club was called the Bang Bang Club. Yes, it was an unofficial title. It really was something that they didn't like actually to be oh. called, but um, other photographers called them the Bang Bang Club. Because in South Africa, when you were going to chase these um, these events where, uh, you know, these great photos would be, which is usually blood, carnage, and destruction, mm-hmm. um, 
they would call that Bang Bang. So they'd be chasing Bang Bang. And they ended up being called the Bang Bang Club. And, you know, it kind of stuck. And they were kind of like minor celebrities, in a sense, in South Africa. And uh, sometimes the fame went to their head a bit. Kevin definitely kind of affected him. Um, But, you know, there was a sense of, like, these guys were making a difference with what they were doing, you know? So. Right. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really, really good play. I'm, I'm really proud of you. Thanks, for, Simon. For having, yeah. For having made it. I think. Yeah. 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 It's super cool. Hmm. I hope that it, yeah. I hope that the story gets told and that, that's, that's really what yeah. I, what I want to get out there, there. You know, there was a movie made a couple years ago about yeah. the Bang Bang Club called, the Bang Bang Club. I believe it was called the Bang Bang Club. Yeah. Or maybe just Bang Bang. They're almost on like <laughs> season 10 now, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> I like <Yeah>. Sheldon. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It, it, the, the movie didn't look super good. No. I mean, it was, it was, I think it was like an attempt at uh, telling the story. And um, it was based on the book that uh, two of the members of the Bang Bang Club, uh, Joe Silva and Greg Marinovich, wrote. Mm. And um, the two surviving members. The two there. surviving members, yeah. yeah two very good friends of, of Kevin Carter. And, um, you know, the book was incredible to read because you really got the truth, the honest truth, but then it felt like they were playing in the movie. They were playing it safe, kind of hmm. um, not going too gory or shocking. But really, you know, some of the images that I, uh, I, I saw in the book or were described in the book were just terrifying. And, and it's kind of hard at that time to reproduce that kind of, violence and um reality it with what film had back then but um i think hopefully through the uh through the power of theater and the live experience a perfect picture kind of conveys that violence without being over the top it's really not like it's not really something that that'll overwhelm people it'll keep you engaged and you know, excited, but it's not something that's meant to gross people out either. It's an uh, attempt to draw us in and and maybe understand something something troubling about society rather than judge uh, human nature. I really like want to help us all think about what 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 we would do in that situation. Would you take the picture? Would you not? What does that mean? What do you know, what is our relationship to images today when we're all photographers? We all can pull out our phone, take a picture, and you could win a Pulitzer Prize, you know? Right. You could win a Pulitzer Prize for just taking a photo on your iPhone, you know? Hmm. Like what does that mean, you know? Then yeah. who who is the who are real photographers? Yeah. And what does it mean to take an image, you know, and then post it online, you know? Right. Yeah. Or or share it with a newspaper. Hmm. Yeah, that's that's a really interesting question too. Right. Like so as a person who like works in visual media, mm-hmm. I like I've never said that. <laughs> as a person who works in visual media. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like as a person who does like internet video things, right? Mm-hmm. I am kind of constantly, you know, faced with this tension between capturing real stuff mm-hmm. and putting that out into the world and also getting like perfect looking things right yeah like when we were in toronto there were these guys from the canadian society of cinematographers um, mm-hmm. 
you know, that those guys were all about kind of setting everything up perfectly to get exactly the right shot that you want. Yeah. And we're all a bunch of like YouTubers, right? So we're just kind of used to like, is the lighting pretty good? Yeah. Is the camera focused on my face? Yeah. Cool. Let's do it. <laughs> um, and so they were telling us all this stuff about like, you know, camera aperture and shutter speed and like, mm. you know, lighting and like ISO settings and all this stuff to like give you full control over the image that you're about to capture. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. th- you know, that's all really useful and important to know. But then it kind of, yeah, like because in this day and age, everyone can take photos. Everyone can do this. Yeah it's sort of a lost art form in some sense, right? Yeah. Because everyone can just kind of like whip something out that has pretty good automatic settings yeah, and just be like, well, that's a pretty good photo of Simon. That works. It's Yeah. It's it's interesting because I, I'm on Instagram a lot or I mean, Mm -hmm. I browse Instagram a lot. I don't Mm -hmm. maybe uh, produce as much as I would like, but a lot of the people that I follow are actual photographers. Yeah. uh, Photographers slash videographers. Mm hmm. And they are very good. Right. Yeah. And even just like small shots of, you know, like their 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 feet and their boots by the fire or whatever mm-hmm. will be like really, really good. And then I'll try to do something with my own phone. And, and even, even though my phone has a pretty good camera, <laughs> yeah. it's not at all the same. And no, part of it is like their instinct and how, how they use those tools. Yeah. Um, and part of it is, you know, like th- there is obviously just the equipment that they have, but just how familiar they are with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just with, with it and how they know. Mm-hmm. If they choose to not uh, use certain of the tools, it's a choice and they know what it's going to do. Yeah. And that's something that they want to do versus me just not having the the option to do that. You right. know? Mm-hmm. I think for me, there's a tension that lies in like, I kind of like things that aren't perfect. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I like when I, if I've got, you know, if I've got a video mm-hmm. and it comes in and it's not like perfect in terms of like lighting and color settings, I kind of like to leave it alone like that. hmm I like to have it just be exactly what it is because mm-hmm. there's something natural to that as well. Yeah. As long as it still looks normal, right? Totally. Like I'm not going to put in a photo where for some reason you look really blue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, unless it's a choice, you know. Yeah. But yeah, like then I might correct color a little bit. But like most of the time I want things to look like they look in real life. Mm-hmm. And and so like I, I, I but I also want things to look good. Mm-hmm. And there's this real tension there where like the video I just put up last week um, we shot it with two cameras. I didn't double check the uh, the settings on the second one. So mm-hmm. it was set to pick up at like a slightly lower uh, ISO. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what that means is that like the camera Tim was using for all the like moving shots was a little bit darker mm-hmm. than the camera that I was using for the stationary shot. So I would have had to go in and like manually adjust the lighting and the color balance in mm-hmm. all of his shots, which was all the B-roll footage. And I was oh. just like, you know what, actually, nah, because it looks more natural if it's just like coming from different angles and like, yeah, you know, it's still clearly me. It's just me, but slightly oranger than in the other shot. And Mm. I'm totally fine with it. Yeah. And, and, but I had to hold that intention of like, okay, if I go in and correct this now, my skin might look like the color that it is in the other shots, but the rest of this is going to look different from how I want it to look Uh. because I like the way that the color is playing now. Yeah. So Mm. it was kind of this sacrifice of like, I mean, there's like very minute editing you can do to like yeah. keep yeah. both of those things. But I was like, I'm not putting 40 hours <laughs> into no, this. Totally. Uh, so I had to decide like, you know, do I want the rest of these colors to be the way they currently are? Mm-hmm. Or do I want my skin to be the same color that it is in the other shot at mm-hmm. the cost of this interesting dynamic thing? Hmm. Right. So Yeah, that's I. I've kind of thought about that too. Like when I, when I take some pictures, whether it be with just with my phone or with some, like a, like a better camera, my parents have some really, really good cameras that Mm -hmm. I like to borrow sometimes. 
Uh, and I guess, I, I don't know. I don't like bringing it up a lot. Real talk, I don't like bringing it up a lot. But when I was in Iceland, I did take a <laughs> lot of pictures. <laughs> and, yeah, some very nice pictures. Yeah. And the thing about about it was that like none of the pictures that I took really, really did justice to what I was right. seeing. Yeah, what well, was there. It. And so sometimes, like, and in some of it was even just like, oh, I this this color yeah. isn't captured by the by my phone. So then Your I would go eyes in are better. And, yeah. And I would yeah. go in and edit it to make it look like what it really looked like. Right. Yeah. Uh, and so I would maybe like play with the filter a little bit. And there were times when I made it look different because then the picture felt like mm. what it felt for me to be there. Like yeah. there's uh, almost the entire south of of the island huh. is just these long, this one long black sand beach. Mm. And there's entire areas of it um, that have about like eight inches of water. Right. So it's just this like perfectly mirrored uh, landscape and it's beautiful oh, yeah. to be there and, and you're just surrounded by that everywhere and when I tried to take pictures of on my phone it just didn't really look right and so mm. I, I like tinkered with it so it looked different than what it did in real life but it really really conveyed the feeling of being mm. there. right yeah yeah well that's it and and so it's like you always have to make these calls when you're an artist who's trying to like well one time we talked about art on the show you said yeah. that art for you is mirroring reality right yeah so like you have to decide how much it's a mirror and how much it's like it imitates. It imitates, yeah, imitates. exactly. Uh, so I'm wondering actually, mm. when you're writing uh, Perfect Picture, yeah. how much creative liberty did you take with the story? I mean, presumably all the dialogue you took creative liberty with, but like actually, um, some dialogue is actually taken directly from um, true, like th- this is what they said, oh, sweet. Um, things like that. I really try to be as honest and truthful and respect the the life that kevin had lived and especially the other bang bang mother the other bang bang club members yeah i i i definitely wanted to be as honest and, and truthful in that regard but i did take quite a bit of liberty because um telling a story on the stage is something uh that's visceral it's hmm. something that is ephemeral and so when you write with that in mind you can make things magical happen, mystical, um, fantastic, you know, uh, yeah. So, I mean, there's the, the whole fact that one of the characters is the vulture in the picture, you know, and Kevin right. becomes the vulture. And what does that mean? You know, his, it's like an inner psyche. It's like a, almost, um, that devil on your shoulder kind of guy, like right. you're, that best friend who gets you to smoke weed for the first time and you're like, no, I don't want to. And he's like, yes. And then you just, you know, like he's that. So, hmm. uh, I mean, I did take a lot of uh, creative liberty, but it always was was um, backed by extensive research. Right. And um, the story really does follow the the life of Kevin Carter. So you get like, a picture, a, a moving picture through his life, and he, while while it not being, um, it's not like a biographical pay, play or a historical drama play, so it's right. not doesn't have that dry feeling, you know, mm-hmm. where you're like, oh, this is the facts, you know, and it's not documentary theater either because it's not like i'm i am taking creative license and documentary theater you have to stay true to each word like the laramie project yeah exactly it's all verbatim exactly it's not yeah i mean there are parts in my play that are verbatim but they're not um it's not your thing it's not the the point of the play yeah the point of the play more it doesn't really fall into just like 
um, into recording an event, but rather understanding an event from the inside and uh, engaging in a conversation with the audience is starting a conversation with the audience around images and war and society. Do you think it's possible to be honest without necessarily being truthful? Oh yeah, definitely. That's theater, right? Yeah. You're kind of telling these lies that actually point to a bigger truth. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I I had a teacher once say that uh, acting is lying honestly. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. That's very, that's very true. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cause you, hmm. that's the thing. I, I also, when I was little, I was a compulsive, <clears throat> when you were little. I was little, little, a small I, boy, <laughs> a little boy. I was, um, I was a compu- compulsive liar, you know, I just tell lies because I would honestly tell them, right. right. I'd believe yeah. the lie. And then you convince other people that it's the truth hmm. because of the way you lie. I, I kind of did that too. Yeah. Like it be, it, you know, if, if there was a story behind something yeah. and I could think of a better story, I would just <laughs> tell the better story. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, like there was this hat that I had, there was like a, a U.S. army hat uh-huh. that my cousin got me, uh, <laughs> And I like because he was in the army, but I would yeah. tell told everybody that like it was his hat and it was the only thing that they got back from him when he died. Oh my God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's wonderful. Friends I mean, I, it's not like I said it a lot. And like that is a really bad example. There were other times when it was just very like Mm-hmm. Like yeah. minor, but like that was that was one example. Where I was like, oh, that's a pretty good story. And then I think the one time I told it, I was like, that's I shouldn't say maybe that. not appropriate. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's this tendency that we have, I think, to embellish stories and make them, oh, yeah. just mm-hmm. you know, more interesting by mm-hmm. adding things to them that don't necessarily, you know, mm-hmm. it's not a hurtful lie, right? Exactly. It's yeah. just a embellishment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cool. Well, Laura, mm-hmm. thank you so much. Thank for you, us. Tom. It was fun. Uh, it was a thanks, pleasure. Simon. You guys can see a perfect picture at Centaur's Wildside Festival from January 7th to 15th. Exactly. Or at the Ooh. Centaur Theater. Oh, yeah. Or one the, or the other. The centaur. centaur or the Centaur. Either one, you'll be good. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Cool. Cool. And are um, you on social medias? Can people find you places? Yes. Um, I have a website. Perfect. For myself. That's called uh, www. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, was that enough W's? Yes. Laurent Pitre. So L-A-U-R-E-N-T-P-I-T-R-E dot com. Sweet. Yeah. And also, I mean, you can find um, how to get tickets and all that on the Centaur Theater's website. I recommend calling their box office uh, number because you don't have to pay the stupid electronic service charge if oh, you nice. buy tickets. Well, that's good to know. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. also, I'm running an Indiegogo campaign until January oh, yeah. 14th, you know, so... Cool. We'll drop a link to that donate. in the description. Yeah. Awesome. Donate. Yeah, because, you know, theater ain't cheap. Theater and ain't cheap. artists deserve to have food. Yes, they do. <laughs> Indeed. Yes. Yes, they do. Cool. Indeed. Well, yeah. if you guys like this episode, give it a thumbs up. Share it with a friend. Yeah. If you're not already subscribed on iTunes and or SoundCloud, do it. <laughs> And uh, give us a give us a good review. Yeah, yeah. Well, thanks so much for uh, for joining us, Laurent. Thank you. And uh, break all of the legs. Oh, I'm sending you a little heart. There's a yeah. there's a heart above the mic. A little heart. Yeah. Thank you, Tom. And thank you, everybody, for listening. And welcome to 2017. Again. Happy New Year. Again, starring Zac Efron. <laughs>
You can follow me at Tom's Zach Galifianakis. You can follow Simon at Zach Galifianakis. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you can follow this show into the dark. <laughs> nice. Hi, I'm Julian McKenzie. Tune in next week to hear me talk about some things with Tom and Tim and other people. And hi, Simon. <laughs> That's great. <laughs>